0: Hey, it is Ewan here, Ewan's podcast, a pleasure again joining you for another day, hope you're well. Hey, um, don't forget to click that follow button, go such a long way, help me out, uh, creating more content, consistent content uh, for you listening. All right, so the King's Coronation, I actually did an episode on this a fortnight ago that gave details and kept you up to date with Harry, Meghan, the relationships and the family and everything like that, so you can check that out. Otherwise, let's get into it. So there's two things I want to touch on. One has got to do with an argument taking place right around the UK in regards to whether or not the coronation falls at an appropriate time when it comes to uh, the financial stress that it's going to put on the UK, costing over a uh, £100 million. But right now there's something else that has actually been changed in the proceedings of the coronation, which, uh, you know, people are debating. It's called the homage of the people. For the very first time, the public are being asked to participate in the official coronation of King Charles III. And it's to allow, quote, a chorus of millions of voices to be enabled for the first time in history to participate in this solemn and joyful moment. That was a statement from Lambeth Palace, which is the official London residency of the Archbishop of Canterbury. And this proceeding is going to take a replacement from the homage of the peers, which was a historic uh, proceeding of the event where lines of peers knelt before uh, the newly crowned king or queen and made a pledge to the monarch in person. We are the knight's so this is how it's going to go down. The Archbishop of Canterbury will say the line, quote, I call upon all persons of goodwill to make their homage in heart and voice to their undoubted king, defender of all. And then it's expected that we, the viewing public, will say, I swear that I will pay true allegiance to your majesty and to your heirs and successors according to law. So help me God. Of course, many people, uh, particularly those who you know identify as anti-monarchists, have voiced their disapproval of the new pledge, saying that. Well, asking people to pledge allegiance is rather archaic as a concept. One article I read uh, said it's offensive, tone deaf, and a gesture that holds the people in contempt. Off with his head! Of course, the, I think, bigger argument at the moment, looking at it from a larger perspective, is well, financially for the United Kingdom, the cost of living is extraordinarily high at the moment. Uh, In fact, food prices have hit new heights uh, since around 45 years ago. So it brings into the argument spending over $100 million perhaps is better spent elsewhere, particularly given the fact that this number comes out of the taxpayers' money. So Spain, back in 1555, uh, had their last coronation event for their royals. Sweden and Norway deemed their ceremonies unnecessary back in 1906. And a recent poll by YouGov, which surveyed 3,000 British adults uh, last month, discovered 35% of the people they surveyed don't care very much about the event. 29% said they don't care at all. 24% uh, surveyed said they cared a little while only nine said they cared a great deal. So with all those things, you start to generalise that, well, who actually even cares about this coronation? Why are we even doing it? And not only that, but it's a banking holiday for the coronation, which is around 2.3 million, billion dollars, sorry, lost for the UK economy. So that is a, forget the coronation, how much that cost taxpayers, just for the economy in general, it's such a big loss and yet it is still fathomable to justify the royal family forget the historic argument just for a second uh, and how important it is to maintain tradition historically and all that it just when it comes to the brass tax the finances um, of the royal family they bring half a billion pounds into the country every single year half a billion pounds could you only imagine in fact every 10 years that's five billion dollars so, you can imagine when Queen Elizabeth II uh, was reigning for 70 years, 70 times uh, $5 billion, that's $35 billion, uh, was going into the country just based on tourism because the uniqueness of having a living, functional monarchy is unique. And people will travel all around the world just to experience that. And so, when you start to compare those numbers, you realize the importance uh, the royal family it doesn't just have tradition. To religion, to history, uh, but just the brass tacks of things, there is a huge argument to suggest: Hey, these are big, grand uh, concerts and ceremonies; they need to take place. I'd hate to say it, for, for the, the great, two. No no great no good. good. Hey, thanks again for joining me. Another episode done. Don't forget, you can hit that follow button uh, to really help me out. Uh, going forward and creating content. But as always, an absolute pleasure being with you. Make sure to tune in tomorrow and have a great rest of the day. Bye.